ESPN 690 and Action Sports Jacks presents Brent and Friends with Brent Martineau. We're going to have to show a little more patience than the year two pom-pom people. Casey Kurtz. Yo! Well, what are we doing, bro? Come on! And Aaron Schachter. I'm, I'm all in favor of these two showing their love, really celebrating their relationship. This is Brent and Friends with Brent Martineau, Casey Kurtz, and Aaron Schachter on Jacksonville's home for ESPN Radio, ESPN 690. Hey, do Nice. <laughs> yeah. You know what I home last night. You know what I love about that clip too is that uh, they're in a big hall with these loudspeakers, so it the reverberates. <laughs> I love it. That must be so strange, right? In the apex there in Vegas, yeah. Because there's no like music when you come out, <laughs> and there's no fans cheering, yeah, or very few. Such a different element, right? Oh, yeah. Especially uh, when you're trying to get up for a big sporting event, and you're used to like, especially Austin, you're used to like the crowd roaring yeah. and all that stuff. Yeah. yeah, and when you come in, there's just this rush, and you got to kind of create it your own, yourself. And he did it, Austin Lane, baby, got uh, that invitation to the USC, earned that contract last night, and uh, that was a big deal. Uh, for Austin, and really cool moment. Uh, it was neat to see how everybody responded to that on social media as well. The Jags with a little shout-out today. And uh, full circle for Austin Lane four years later. We've talked so much on the show in the past uh, about, you know, that moment on the Contender Series years ago with Greg Hardy. And now uh, to see him wait and wait and wait and build back up. And uh, I am not an expert at the MMA stuff. Right. Uh, Austin's taught me a thing or two. I mean, not like physically, but like <laughs> just I've I've learned by listening. Despite Casey's wishes. Yeah. And but it's amazing to my eyes over this four years that how much better he is in the cage. And that's like to me as a very novice, like don't like they were talking about the arm bar last night when he was about ready to close that thing out. And they yep. kept saying, hey, he's got to watch out for the armbar. Watch out for the armbar. And I was like, how do they see that coming? Like, I think he's in fine position. Like, what could he do? What could go wrong from this spot? Well, you know? he almost got caught in one once. He did. I saw it. And I, was I like, did not oh, my catch goodness. it. That's yeah. my point. But I can tell that he's gotten a lot better, Casey. But, like, when he's, on, when he's beating on the dude who's on the ground, if the dude grabs his arm, that's where that comes in because he's in that position to do it and turn it. I got you. But Austin's like, nah, I'm a whale on him, bro. It's fine. <laughs> give me an arm bar. We actually have that call, Casey. I don't know if you listened to the cuts when I gave them to you, but uh, we have it in the system if you want to listen to that, Brent, when he well, gets through those. We're going to sell it all show long because uh, it's a really big moment. I mean, again, if you, uh, we know Austin, uh, you know, really well now over these last few years. This is, he hadn't fought since like February. It's been a while, yeah. And and so you're waiting and waiting for the call and when's the call going to come? And if you win one more, we win two more. Well, he kept winning. It's like a six-fight win streak now for Austin and he's done it in a variety of ways, which I really do think showcases how much he's learned and grown and it's always interesting to hear Austin's what, 30, I think uh, 34 now and like, oh, he's still young in the heavyweight division. Like, I mean, he could fight for years to come sure. as he continues to get better and better. But man, it is unbelievable how good of an athlete Austin is. He looked great last night. It was just an, uh, an amazing job by Austin and uh, he kind of felt confident when we interviewed him last week. Yeah, he did. And granted, that's just I guess the kind of guy he is, right? Like, you don't make it to the NFL. You don't become a, a an MMA champion by not being confident in your abilities. But uh, he certainly proved why he feels so confident uh, in the fight last night. Brent Martin, Aaron Schachter, Casey Kurtz. 
Uh, Casey Kurtz, the Kurtz household going crazy last night. Yeah, big facts, man. It was wildin'. Uh, I was nervous for him uh, because I felt like every other time I watched him fight, he was just better, right? I just thought he was better than those people. I thought he was better again. But, you know, UFC, like, first time in America for the guy who's fighting, like, you know, I didn't really know what to expect, yeah, so I was nervous. That's true. I also put a lot of money down on him, so I was like, <laughs> come on, Austin, you got to come through. And then Did you really bet on Austin? I really did bet oh, on Austin. good for you, Of course man. I did. Good for you, boys. Way to go. Yeah, and... Um, you know, he came through, but I, I, outside of the money, like, I wasn't worried about the money. I was just nervous for him because to, I guess, to the point you started with the show with Brent, like, it comes full circle, but at the same time, good thing we don't have to worry about it. But if Austin doesn't win that fight, does he get another shot? Well, that's, I, I was, I was nervous. You know, obviously, you got the kids playing now. And so I felt like, you know, the kids were in a playoff game last night. <laughs> that's what it felt like to me. Yeah. yeah. And uh, because of what, exactly what you just said. I don't know if he would have gotten. I don't know where that falls. Like heavyweights, you can you don't fall too far down because there's not as many of them, uh, from what I understand. And so maybe he doesn't fall too far down or or whatever. It, but I still think when you have that opportunity, you don't want to know that. So uh, I, I, the thing I love the most for Austin was that he took advantage of the opportunity. And still after that, you didn't know if he was going to get the contract. But it was cool that he got the contract, and now this most likely will be like a four-fight type of thing for Austin. And I don't know that. I don't know the specifics. But I think that's what they usually turn into or can turn into. I think actually that's what it is because in his post-fight presser, someone started asking him about, you know, his um, his sports milestones, the biggest okay. thing in his career. And they asked him if UFC belt would beat the time that he hit the game-winning home run in Little League, <laughs> which we've all heard the <laughs> yeah, story a bunch of times. That. And he said, probably not, but, you know, getting that belt would be around 39 years old. So I do think it's like a four-fight contract. Okay, like that. cool. Good deal. Uh, so what a uh, congratulations to Austin. Really cool. Again, take advantage of the opportunity. He is, you, you watch a lot more of this stuff, mm -hmm. Casey. He's won in a variety of ways. You know what I liked yesterday? The guy's only 244 pounds. Austin's 240 pounds. Austin's got the reach. He's long, oh, right? Yeah. He's long and athletic. Yeah, you knew from a wind standpoint, conditioning standpoint, Austin could go all day. This guy's <laughs> a little bit more on the softer side, you know, mm -hmm. as a bigger guy. But he probably packs a big punch. And actually, oh, yeah. Austin got stunned right away, like he a did. little bit, right? Like he did. 40 seconds in. Yes, I was and, worried, bro. And then, uh, but I like the fact that he didn't have a 280-pound guy. On yeah. top of them, like, like, like he did in these other ones, right? I mean, yeah. and, and Austin did a good job. He he keeps telling us, right? He's like, listen, I'm comfortable on my back. Mm. He would tell us, like, yeah, I'm fine on my back. I'm comfortable on my back. You know, I don't panic. And they would say it in some of the fights. The fight that he cut his eye a couple of years ago, he was fine, but then he cut his eye, so it got bloody. Yeah. And so that created probably an early stoppage uh, from getting an elbow to the eye and, and the blood came. But... He says, he's like, listen, I'm fine there, and I'll wait my time out. And he's done it the last couple of fights. He's been on his back. They were even bringing it up in the broadcast. Like, yeah, this isn't probably the greatest thing that he's on his back, but he's actually done well from that position now in, like, three straight fights. Yeah, he has. He, when the first time when we saw it, I think it was Juan Adams, I think, we were like, oh, what is this? And he just waited him out on the ground for, like, three rounds and then knocked him out in the fourth round. And so when – I saw this kind of happen last night. I was like, ah, oh, he's ready. Like, you know, he's ready for this because he's, he's prepared for it. And to your point, he's, he's well-rounded at this point. He's not just a striker. Yeah. And, and he's echoed that, obviously. I don't need to tell you. You heard him say it. But, like, he's well-rounded. And in that division, you have a lot of guys that are just relying on the knockout punch. Now, oh, granted, yeah. you got to be able to take those punches, which he did early in the fight. Yeah. But if he does work his way up, 
He's a lot more well-rounded than like a Derek Lewis or somebody like that who's also in his way. I got to imagine being on the ground, waiting for your spot to counter is, is somewhat like running backs behind an offensive line, waiting for that hole to open, even though they feel like they need to be moving north to south. Some of these guys kind of have to sit back and be patient. Yeah, patient. That, that, yeah. But it struck me again last night just how good of an athlete he is because he is long. He's a good-looking athlete right at 6'6", 245. And he's obviously really in yeah. shape. Yeah, he's long. But then on top of the ability to get that guy off him, which he did, and he reversed it, and that ended up, when he reversed that, whatever it was, halfway through, that ended up essentially ending the fight yeah, because he never relinquished that position. And so to have the strength to do that, like, I don't, we know Austin so well, I'm not sure we give him credit for as good of an athlete as he is just mm. because we kind of know him. We're he's like, a regular yeah, he's a guy, athlete, yeah. right? But we know he's a really good basketball player. He, he played baseball back in the day. Like, he was a top basketball player back home in Wisconsin, AAU stuff, played against some of the top guys in the country, in fact. And then I'll never forget when we went, we were at the Super Bowl, uh, would have been Atlanta, when we first started the show. And, you know, they have, like, the NFL experience. And, yeah. and somewhere along the way, it's like Brook, uh, Brookstone, like the tire place, right? Bridgestone Firestone. or Firestone? Bridgestone. Okay. Bridgestone. Brookstone's the other place. That's other the thing. pillows and the yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, drones. So Bridgestone, right? Mm-hmm. Well, they also, I was, they, uh, they had, like, a golf simulator there. And Austin had, like, never really played golf. <laughs> like, never swung golf. So he looks it up on YouTube. Oh, no. His swing. Yeah. Like, he's like, all right, let's see how, because we're going to go over there and have some fun with it. And, uh, I mean, you should have seen the golf swing, man. He, like, he's right away. He's like a savant. Yeah, like, right away. He had, like, a pretty decent golf swing by watching YouTube. He's like one of these kids with concertos in his head at all times, except it's with sports. So, I, that always sticks out to me. And then, uh, then you end up beating Coos, I think, on the golf course, like, a couple weeks later, because we had a big challenge. Oh. Like played eighteen holes and shot like hundred and twenty or something like eighteen hole hundred and twenty. Yeah, like he had never played. I mean, never really played eighteen holes outside of like some charity tournament or something. Never played again. <laughs> yeah, I don't think he has played since. <laughs> um, but but anyway, awesome. Justin shoot you. Uh, it was close. It was like a I don't know what it was. I I can't remember. But I think it was a couple. There was some controversy involved. It was a couple of shot difference. All we right. had to call in a rules official. <laughs> <laughs> but it was pretty close. Right. Now, Kuz, I think, has, has actually worked on his game since then. So well, his wife nice. works for the yes. PGA, so he's got to represent. To stay married, he has to work yeah. his game, but he'll never beat his wife. <laughs> <laughs> Nicole's a good player. So uh, congrats to Austin Lane. That's really cool. And uh, I know everybody that listens to the show obviously uh, has an appreciation and, and uh, love for, for Austin. And I just thought it was really neat to see everybody respond yesterday, too. I mean, it seriously was a huge moment for him and uh, we'll try to he's probably still partying in vegas right yeah, as far as i understand it, he texted me very early this morning our time which is very even earlier uh for his time in las vegas so yeah he's probably still uh, going ham out there i don't yeah. blame him so we might get him to call in i'm not sure I, so, but he might also be flying back i'm not sure true um but we do have some of his post-fight comments if you want to hear from him from what he said last night he gave you, you got some ready shout out. let's find out oh i guess not well, we're going to find out right now. Yeah, I mean, it sucks getting taken down, right? Um, and the only shot that he landed was on my nose, which it sucks because I, so I broke my nose three weeks ago, and then I, I rebroke it a week ago. Um, thankfully, I have a wife that's in healthcare, so she set it up for me. She reset my nose, uh, and now it's back to being <laughs> again, but it is what it is. So a um, little adversity, you know, it is what it is, but... That's kind of the story of my whole fight career, man, a little adversity, overcome it, you know. And if I can showcase some jujitsu, which I've been working on, I'll show. 
I'll showcase. Have you ever met a more go-with-the-flow kind of guy than Austin Lane? <laughs> no. You know what I was thinking? Because some of the game, the mic skills in in UFC, and, you know, you want some of those, kind of has a little bit of a wrestling element of that, and I think he could do that, and he does it sometimes. But he also, you know, where everybody else is like, yeah, the greatest, it kind of feels like everybody's <laughs> like, he is so measured. Yeah. Two minutes after he just knocked the guy silly. Not only measured, but I think he's kind of – not, I don't know how to articulate this correctly. You get a very real vibe from this guy when he's talking. Like, you hear other guys talk, and they're giving you the, the athlete speak sometimes, right? And then here comes Austin, and he's just a dude. He's yeah. just a regular talking guy. About cheeseburgers. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Or he's telling you how he feels for real. Or he's talking about yeah. experiences. He was telling that, that Little League story last night. He started naming names again. And I'm like, these kids from Wisconsin are probably like, yeah, man, come on. <laughs> Oh, that's so a great that's the thing that's kind of cool about it. Also, like when I was on Twitter after, you just type in his name because people were talking about him. And like I saw multiple tweets that were like just people from wherever that like the UFC were like, oh, this guy's likable. Hopefully he's Oh, good. is that what they were saying? Yeah, we're that's good. Yeah. yeah, that's that the way to we had, Also, on Instagram, we had some people that were just searching his name and like liked our old reels from like, you know. Really? Yeah. yeah. I mean, I always say this. There's nobody in this town, in sports media history in this town that's had the resume of, of Austin. Yeah. I mean, there are a few people, like, in life that have his resume. I would just go, like, he has all those tattoos. I'd probably tattoo my resume <laughs> on my chest. Not right? Yeah. Look like Gonsis is back. I mean, NFL guy, Albany. MMA guy. Oh, I thought we were going with no, Oh, me, yeah. Rhode Island. I've got plenty of room. Austin's out of room. But <laughs> you're on the pack. He's down at the abs. I get it. Okay. <laughs> and, yeah, I'd have to find my abs, too. But, uh, I mean, just think MMA, NFL, radio. From sports radio here on ESPN 690. Pop culture radio. Yeah. Uh, and he could do a million other things. He's now, super well-rounded. That's why it worked for him here on our show, and, and it's working for him over there on WAPE as well. I will say he looked great during the fight, but there was one moment that was very scary for, uh, I think, his opponent. Yeah, it was scary for all of us. We all felt it. <laughs> Casey, do you have this cut? <laughs> Let's see. Uh, he's looking. He's listening. Anyway, this uh, this moment in the fight wasn't exactly a legal move. Stay in the guard and not posture up and draw. See your attempt. Yeah, that yeah. was that was the win. It might be the uh, the cut before. Right. Oh, Jacoby stepped in. Lane connected better, not where you want to. So, we, um, by the way, we, when we have Austin in studio next week, we're going to try to, like, reenact that with Casey and him. We're not. <laughs> so, basically, Austin got a kickoff to the guy's midsection, a little lower than the midsection. You could hear him writhing in pain. One more time, Casey. Let's hear that cut now that we know the context. It's a button, bro. You can do it. Now. Or not. <laughs> Wow, he really changed after that kick. Listen, <laughs> the whole reason I want to play it again, and don't play it while I'm talking, wait till I'm done talking here for a second. The whole reason I want to play it again is I want the... Oh, oh, oh man. Oh, As Jacoby stepped in, no. Lane connected. Right. Not where you want to. <laughs> the guy's yelling yeah. makes that clip. There are legitimately men in this world who will pay for that privilege... And this poor guy is laying on the ground like he doesn't want to be there ever, ever, ever again. And I wanted to ask Austin, I'm kind of hoping we get him on the phone, because if you watch Austin's face in that moment of the fight, 
Like, I'm trying to decide whether he's mad at himself or he's annoyed with the guy. No, he was mad at himself. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, he's mad at himself because you don't want to do that like that. You don't, you know, and I'm not even sure it was really his fault, but I think he was he's not mad at himself, but he didn't want, he thought probably at that time that the fight, like he got him so good that maybe the fight doesn't go on. Or like a point right? Don't they have five something? minutes, Casey? I think, I think he has five minutes, I think they were saying. And so if the fight doesn't go on, then what happens after that? Like you might not get a contract. It sounds so painful, right? <laughs> so, I mean, that was actually a pretty big moment that, that he got up from that kick. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, they're wearing a cup. But that was how powerful the kick was. I mean, you hope they're wearing a cup. No, they are wearing a cup. But it's still, that's what, because they were even saying in there, they, they usually, a guy is like, oh, bounce around a little bit or shake it off or like they have to stop for a moment. Mm-hmm. But you don't usually see that reaction. That's yeah, how yeah, yeah. good he got him. Um, well, I mean, in, these in the kicks cup. like break bones on people sometimes. Yeah, so like I, that cup. I get it. But like even wearing a cup, it must be, uh, I don't even, uh, yeah, not good. And oh. I think the other part of that is because it's at that apex where there's not a full arena of fans <laughs> in music. You hear it. Like, I wonder if you hear these guys actually react to it more, uh, but you hear everything Listen in that uh, in that setting. I'm the kind of guy who uh, I'll hear a story about you breaking your arm or something like that, and I'll feel that pain. Like, I'll, I'll, I'll have, like, a yeah. physical reaction yeah, me to too. that. I don't like... I listen to that clip, that kicking the jewels clip, maybe eight times today. And I'm st- I'm still not fully recovered. Well, it, it 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 actually enhanced the brand of Austin Lane because it got him on Barstool. <laughs> <laughs> so there's that. Uh, we got we got uh, oh, Austin Lane like, gets the win. Uh, credit uh, to the other guy for getting back up and and fighting, but uh, uh, that would have been a tough way to go uh, for sure. So Austin Lane gets the win. He gets, earns a contract, and we'll see what all that means down the road. And and just uh, really happy for him. Congratulations to Austin. All the work he's put in for it. And waiting and waiting, so uh, we're proud of him and uh, happy for him. Hopefully, he's still partying out there in Vegas and come home tomorrow. <laughs> That'd be great <laughs> after another night of, of partying. Uh, Broken nose and hungover. Let's yeah. go. Yeah. At least I don't have what the other guy has. <laughs> <laughs> he's uh, checking to see if he can still have kids. A couple of pancakes down there. Yeah. <laughs> Brent Martin, Aaron Jackner, Casey Kurtz. Let's take a break. We come back. Uh, what Doug Peterson say today? Uh, Jags are talking in the locker room this afternoon. Yeah, there's a lot to like about this football team in Jacksonville. And the more you go on, especially coming off a win, you ask this Doug and others about this team. And this is going to be a team that I think is very likable for the fan in a lot of ways. Now, you like them more when they get W's, so you're going to have to get some more W's. Can one come this week? And what's the latest coming out of L.A.? Today's a big day to find out what's up with Justin Herbert. Now, remember, it's only noon out there, so uh, we'll see uh, what they say. But uh, we'll get you caught up on the Jags, what's coming out of the Jags headquarters. Here on a Wednesday, as the Jags sit in first place, one and one, and feel pretty good before they head out to the West Coast. That's next on ESPN 690. It's not. It's not. It's not fun. It's not comfortable. Um, you know, you're dealing with just just body movements all the time. You know, I remember when I did mine, um, sitting down, sneezing, coughing, laughing, all that kind of stuff can kind of agitate and irritate the area. Um, but it just takes it just takes you know time to heal. Well, that's uh, probably what Justin Herbert is dealing with—the rib injury of some kind. Doug Peterson said he's had it before. Of course. 
a lot of people have had it before and played through it. And could you see a flak jacket of some kind or whatever they're going to do? Can you shoot it up? I don't know. Can you shoot up ribs? I guess. I guess. I don't Maybe know a little cortisone shot or something. It's rib cartilage now, but uh, I guess painkillers of any kind are going to work. The NFL Network did give an update from yesterday. They were out at the uh, stadium. They saw Justin Herbert throwing. Yep. Not in pads. Not wincing, though. Looking just normal. So. Yeah, so he didn't look as much pain as he did like a and week ago. I yeah, mean, and he seems like one of these tough guys. I think, you know, he's definitely going to Yeah, play, so. but you get hit once. He didn't yep. get hit in practice yesterday either. I can tell you that. You know, yeah, yeah. so I, I just can't imagine we're seeing a 100 percent Herbert after what the shot he took. And maybe maybe we are. Maybe it healed real quick and it wasn't as deep or severe as it just initially hurt. But um, because he was having all he had to deal with all that, like in real time. Oh, yeah. You know, uh, but I'd be surprised if he's 100 percent now. Him at 80 percent is still really darn good Oh yeah. Uh, for the L.A. Chargers. I would. I got to believe he does play. I, I would at this point think he's playing. Casey and I talked yesterday, but, you know, if he is hurt, like if there's any risk, you'd no way you'd play him. It just doesn't make sense. One, it's not a divisional game. Two, it's a long season. Three, you could even say, well, we got the Jags. I think we are better than them, and we might be able to beat them anyway. Like, there would be a lot of reasons that I would talk myself into if I'm Brandon Staley and mm-hmm. the staff to be like, this game is n- is not going to make our season. We need him healthy so we don't lose him for five weeks because that could ruin our season. Like, yeah. You would have to judge that. And But I think uh, given that report that you just shared, and I saw that earlier too, I would say he's probably going to play, and uh, we'll see if, how much pain he's got to play through. That's probably the deal. Yeah, it makes uh, sense. Herbert. But he got, he's also got to be on the – I would think he'll be on the injury report in a limited fashion. So oh, yeah. That shakes I out. mean, even if he's totally fine, I'm sure they want to put him there just to make the Jags like think twice about who they're prepping for. Brent Martineau, Casey Kurtz, Aaron Schachter here on a Wednesday. Miss you yesterday, Schachter. Man, I really so desperately wanted to be on the show with you guys yesterday. We had a little uh, company thing going on. We, had, we actually ended up going to the stadium yesterday. Yeah, I saw that. So uh, uh, that's good. Yeah. It was a fun little video. You're a corporate video guy. I mean, we got to we got to remind people you're a corporate guy. You know we're what? Not, like we're not in the corporate. Let me let me clarify. Oh. Let me clarify because I was a corporate guy, and then they fired me. So, <laughs> so I'm a I'm a local guy. I'm here for my local team, and my local team is in this building right here in Jacksonville. And uh, when we have a project to do, I'm a, I'm I'm an all hands kind of guy. The best thing we can say about Aaron is he doesn't feel like corporate guy, even if he was. I am unorthodox. That's right. I curse in meetings. <laughs> <laughs> they don't like that now, Brad. I've been told by a couple of different bosses, hey, why don't you calm down you on that? Calm down on that. Yeah. I do feel like that is more allowed than ever before. Well, news flash. I'm not really uh, sure that I cared whether they allowed it before or not. This is, uh, this is who I am. So <laughs> if the FCC ain't coming to find me, I'm going to say it. Can the Jaguars handle winning? It's a good question. Depends how like you're a asking. a weird question, right? Well, how are you asking it, really? Yeah. Yeah, but well, because human nature is, as soon as you do something well, you're like, okay, good deal. Yeah. Like, I figured this out now. Like, we should play well. And so even if that enters your, your head a little bit, your psyche a little bit, and you times it by 53, mm-hmm. well, that could be a dangerous place to live for a football team, especially one who's going to go into this game at least a touchdown underdog out in L.A., right? Yeah. So I think the one nice thing about this week when I ask that question is all you have to do is look at the schedule, look at the film, look at the odds makers, and you know, well, you're not going in there automatically. They made it look easy against Indianapolis. That's my point. They yeah. played pretty well against Washington. They thought they should have won the game. 
Then they made it look easy against Indianapolis. Nothing else will probably look that easy the rest of the year for the Jacksonville Jaguars. And so I do wonder what creeps in. Your psyche, and Doug Peterson talked about a lot today. It's like, hey, that's up to me. I got to preach that. And you're in here, Trevor Lawrence. You hear all the guys say it. Hey, one game at a time. It's a new week. You know, they, they are programmed that way. I appreciate that. But it doesn't mean that you don't relax a little bit. You don't drink the Kool-Aid maybe a little. Well, you don't, you don't just stay as focused as maybe you need to stay focused on a game plan or whatever else because you're like, hey, I played well. Like, will Rayshon Jenkins play just as well last week or this week as he did last week? Or will he be like, hey, that's why I got paid big bucks. Yeah, it's a because that's how I play. You know, I do think it's a human nature type deal. I mean, give any walk of life what you do. If you do it really well, you're like, all right, that's just going to happen again. Well, in sports, it doesn't just happen again. You got to go make it happen again. But, you know, for a lot of these guys, and I guess that's why they're professional athletes, you know, it's a good motivator for momentum. Right, like these guys get rolling, and then they really get rolling. They get on these, these streaks that build into reputations, and just this is who they become. Yeah, I think I believe the Jags have like a makeup on their roster that might allow them to handle it better. That's what I'm getting at here, like, like character kind of guys. Well, they brought in high character guys, but they also brought in guys that have won before. I'm gonna go down to Trevor Lawrence. One national title. All through his life. Like he he's know, won. And he's yeah. won all through his life. He knows how to win, and he knows how to pile them up, right? Yep. Uh, Christian Kirk, he didn't win big in Arizona, but he knows how to win, and they sure. won plenty of games probably at Texas A&M. And, you know, uh, now listen, Marvin Jones, this is a weird one. Now, he has made it, but he's had a lot more losing seasons than he's had. This guy Certainly has not had as much success. Yeah. Uh, Zay Jones, I wouldn't. I don't think he and Evan Ingram qualify here. Cam Robinson hasn't won in Jacksonville, but he comes from Alabama's program, right? So he knows what winning feels like. It's not like this new thing. Oh my gosh, look at us! And not right? just winning, but the expectation that we're supposed to win. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Brandon Sheriff, kind of mixed bag. Like mm-hmm. he's more a 500. He knows really the way this league can work. And to be honest with you, I don't think win or lose your word about Brandon Sheriff. Yeah. Right. Uh, Juwan Taylor won some at Florida, not big at Florida. Uh, as I go down the list, I think of a guy like Devin Lloyd. He's, listen, they're right in the mix all the time, as Mojo said in the Pac-12 uh, at Utah, like winning they're accustomed to, like when he was there and he set the table. Trayvon Walker just won a national championship, right? Tyson Campbell comes from Georgia. They win a lot. So it's not like these guys haven't been around winning. Shaquille Griffin comes from Seattle, knows what winning feels like, knows what it means. My, I guess my curiosity would be, are they going to get too high uh, over a win, mm-hmm. especially for guys that have been here in the past and they've been very tough to come by. I mean, every player in that locker room that was on Jacksonville the last couple of years has never been 500. Actually, they were uh, two seasons ago. They won the first one. So by week three, they weren't in 500. You know, but you know what I mean? Like they haven't had like everybody talking about them in a great way. They haven't been like, hey, this division's up for grabs. We like the Jags. How will you deal with all those things? I know it seems like an insane question, like how can they handle winning? But I do think like some teams handle it better than others. Yeah, I don't think you're wrong about that point. Although one win in, I think we still have a little bit of leeway to go before the guys start like really soaking that in. Yeah, but you like you, I understand what you're saying. It is only week two and we were told that a lot. I think today down there at I mean, I'm not even course. talking about the beginning of the season. I'm just saying one game, and it was a good – it was a trouncing uh, 
But just, but just listen to the conversations that everybody outside the building's having. That's it's like where all it of a sudden you can win the South. Yes. Hey, look, the team stink. Look, uh, bah, 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 bah. Forget about seven. Hey. We're talking about nine, ten wins. Yeah, yeah. Watch out. Her watch, Herbert, ah, he's hurt anyway. Go hit him in the yes. ribs again. Like, yes, and then that's you got this game. If you just hit him in the ribs once, you win the game. <laughs> like, you're that's kind of what everybody feels like. <laughs> but and, and listen, they're professionals. I talked a lot about this these first couple of days. That has been reiterated to me this week, like, in, in sound bites and conversations, the maturity of this football team. And I do think they're – I think – I told you this last week. Trevor Lawrence I thought really needed the win. I thought it was starting to get to him. And and not like in a, a way like he's throwing tables and couldn't function. And But I just thought he was starting to wear – the early stages of starting to wear all those L's last year and a guy that had not done it. I think this win was big. In fact, I could say – you go pull up last week's news conference for Trevor Lawrence and look at him. And then you go back look at this week, I think you see a different Trevor. Uh, uh, not a, like, wildly different Trevor, but I think if you really look at him, just even answering questions, I feel like he's already breeding confidence from this past week, right? Yeah. And it's like, okay, now maybe I almost get the sense from Trevor, now I can relax. Hmm. Not relax in terms of my preparation, but, okay, we got that one. I'm not chasing the first win of 2022 into week six yeah. like we were last year in Jacksonville. So now I can, okay, get that one. Now let's go get another one. It's almost like that mentality for Trevor. And he was really good at that in college mm-hmm. and in high school. Like, let's go get the next one. Guys like Trayvon Walker and Tyson Campbell, they've been really good at that in college. Let's go get the next one. Who cares if we won big beat Florida here in Jacksonville? Let's go get the next one. So are you good at doing that? This The maturity of your team handle winning and losing, uh, we don't know that yet. It's an inexperienced team. Everybody talks about how young the team is, but I actually think there's a maturity about this team that will do well. That does not mean they're going to win this week. But I'm more concerned how they play this week because, quite frankly, they're a heavy underdog in this game. They should be. They should lose the game. They really should. Yeah. But can you go toe-to-toe? Can you battle? And can you bring your best out west, which this organization hasn't been doing, been able to do good, bad, new coach, old coach, young players, old players for decades, quite frankly. And so I think there's a, a part of that psyche, like who is this team that as we're trying to identify who they are and their identity. Uh, I think this is actually a little bit of a hurdle this week in, in saying, OK, I want to see how they respond to just whooping the Colts. Yeah, I'd actually be curious to see what happens after this weekend's game in either direction, right? If they win against the Chargers when the world expects them to lose, much like the world kind of expected them to lose to the Colts, except for everybody here who knew that we own the Colts at home. What happens to the team then? That's when I'd be worried in the way that you're talking about right now, where it's like, are these guys going to get a little too confident about it? How do they keep a level head? And then what happens on the other side if they lose? Do they lose? Does the loss of all the chatter, the fan chatter, the around the country chatter, the buzz, does that then hurt them and their momentum moving forward? The Chargers are one of the best teams in the league. They really are. And But I do, like, if you go out there and get pasted by the Chargers mm-hmm. 34 to 7, kind of yeah. like the Titans did, that can really set you, that can mess with you. Oh, yeah. Right? Like, okay, are we as good as we thought we were right. last week? Set you down and, a bad path. I get yeah. it. It's week to, like, all this stuff is true, right? The cliches of week to week league and sure, matchups and all this stuff are true. But, I think if you go lose 27 to 23 and you got a chance and Justin Herbert rallies them or you come up just short or whatever it might be, then I think you can live with that. In fact, I think you can take something from that. If we separated all the the previous two years from week one, 
even though they lost to Washington, you could take a lot from that game and be like, all right, I want to see a little more of this team because they're showing me something that these last two years haven't shown me. The problem with our psyche is we just put another loss on top of another loss. Right. Well, the win last week hopefully erases that. And so now can you actually take this potentially, let's just say they lose 27-23, like I said, and it's one and two start. Can you potentially say, hey, all right, kind of wasted an opportunity in Washington. You whooped up the Colts in the division. And then you hung around with many people's Super Bowl pick. Yeah. Like, I think you could actually, again, not from a moral victory standpoint, it could tell us who they are, that they're talented, that they have a chance in every game, that they're going to pull some upsets along the way. Nobody saw the Bills upset coming last year. If the Jags can hang with the Chargers, I don't think we would be surprised if they upset anybody the rest of the year. Well, if they can hang with or beat the Chargers, then you can make the case that they can hang with and beat or beat anybody. Yeah, outside of the Bills, the Bills right now. Who are averaging 40 points a game. <laughs> and actually, maybe the Eagles, who they play the next who week. Who are also averaging like 38 points I mean, a game. It, it's, a, it's such a, it's a wild deal around here because the next two weeks are really daunting. Oh, yeah. I mean, they really are. I, this, I don't care for what team. Give me a team you think's pretty good. I'll give uh, the Miami Dolphins, 2-0. If the Dolphins 2-0 had to go to the Chargers and then the Eagles, They'd be we'd all think they would be 2-2 two and two in, in yes. a couple weeks. Yes, these are the, the two teams playing the best football in the league right now. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, 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 no. Who's playing better than the Eagles? Well, you said the Eagles, but yeah, I think the Bills are playing better than anybody. Yes. Yeah, they're, they're not tier, playing that. They're in a level by themselves. Yeah. But, like, next up, it's got to be Chiefs the and, yeah, Eagles. Uh, we put them in three, and then the Chargers – can be like that. Like, they think they can be that kind of good. Yeah. Is the point. So, once they get that defense rolling, they will. And by the way, you could take the Tampa Bay Bucks and send them to LA and then up to Philly, and they might come home to 0 2. Yeah. So, that's why this part of the schedule is really hard. And I think how you play, how you perform against the elite teams in the NFL will show me my number one overall question of the entire offseason. I know the Jags are better. I knew the Jags were better. But I asked this question every time I said that. Have they closed the gap? And I think this is a gap game for the Jags. Mm. This is one of those on a one-week deal that you say, hey, we can play with them. And then you go up to Philly, we can play with them. And I don't know if they're going to end up in W's. But if you can play with those teams, this is a team that that last year couldn't play with teams like that. Yeah, I know they upset the Bills, but let's be honest. They got... Waxed by it was an anomaly. the Rams, right? It was one They were yeah. more the, the Rams whooped them. Yeah. And that's who the Jags were last year. Two years ago. They'd get whooped by teams like that. Yep. Can this team go to LA, be competitive, have a chance to win? I think would say a lot about the makeup of this team and maybe even the talent on this team. Oh yeah. And uh, the coach. Win yeah. or lose. So uh there's a lot. By the way, update on uh Justin Herbert. And let me give it to you before we go to break. Uh, according to Daniel Popper, who used to cover the Jags, now covers the Chargers. Justin Herbert is day-to-day per Brandon Staley. Herbert threw yesterday, did some rotational work. All right. He will participate in individual drills today, according to Staley, which means he'll be limited. Yeah, they're just going to probably limit this guy up until game day, aren't you? wouldn't you think? So no surprise about any of that report, but sure, certainly is a sign that he's uh, tracking toward playing on Sunday, I would think. We'll be back, Brighton Friends, on ESPN 690. Friends, ESPN 690. Aaron Schachter hanging out. Brent Martineau across from me. Mouthful of food. 
Casey Kurtz, the Red Menace, killing roaches in the studio. What is going on here? What are we in, the Oakland Coliseum? Just murdered a family of insects in there. I was watching Outside the Lions I did. this afternoon while I was doing some work down the TV office, and they did this whole thing on Oakland, and it's amazing that that's a professional franchise where they play. Oh, man. <laughs> I mean, it really is. Like, if you look at, you know, listen, everything's five-star and real, mm-hmm. you know, plush, if you will, if you're a professional Relative athlete. Relative to you know. what? Well, to every, like, nobody's going to feel bad for an athlete, right? Okay. They make pretty good money. Yeah. They stay in five-star hotels. Sure. They eat pretty well. They fly private charters, you know, like like those kind of things. It's a good life. It's a, it's a pretty good life. Now, I mean, it's also probably not as sexy and glamorous as you think it is, right? Being you're a not professional a, athlete? Well, I mean, at times, like, like, like all those things, you're still... On, you fly charter, okay, so you don't have to go to the airport the way you and I go to the airport. But it's not like you fly your own charter that has, like, a swimming pool on the plane. I yes, mean, but. Let's not get carried away, Yes, right? but. Yes, but. I'll say this. When I used to be lucky enough to be on that Jaguars charter. Exactly. There is a big difference between the way us peasants fly and the way the NFL flies, even when it's a charter it's Delta a flight. And that's where I want to jump a in there, folks. huge difference. First uh, of all, it's, Brent. It's not a huge First difference. First of all, Brent, you could show up at this uh, this NFL flight with minutes to go. You're not going through regular TSA. That's the big They're difference. wanding you. You're walking out to the tarmac. You're getting on the plane. You're not waiting in a line of humps like you guys <laughs> love Southwest, where you don't have a seat until you get on the plane, that kind of nonsense. None of that is happening. No, you're just getting on the plane. <laughs> then on top of that... Here's the big secret that folks at home don't know. These flights are catered, right? They are. And you've got big boys on these flights. Yes. These are giant human beings. So this isn't just like you get on the flight, you get an appetizer, you get a, uh, an entree, and then you get dessert and it's done. No, I'm telling you, every single flight is like six courses. To the point where when I was with the team and I was making Casey Kurtz money, I was shoving food in my bag constantly. I was on this flight with my book bag. It's like, yeah, I'll take another round right in the bag. Oh, some candy bars right in the bag. Oh, it was great. It was fantastic. Well, that is a real deal flight. I want to see you do that on a JetBlue or a Delta. Uh, I mean, I think you're not wrong in a lot of I would say the biggest thing, I mean, I'm on the charter. And so the biggest thing for us mm-hmm. That is different than if you were to fly to L.A. this weekend. <laughs> it's not the food. And That's it, the is, difference is for the me. food. There's more food. But there's also you don't have to go through the TSA. That's the, the big line. one. Yeah. Now, I got TSA pre-check. To be honest with you, it's not that different. So, like, when I go, but you don't have to go wait in the I lobby. Mean, I got pre-check, and all that pre-check stuff. too, and you still have to go through the airport. The you still got to go through it. Yeah, it is still. The best part is that. But the best part is on the return because you get checked by TSA, like, at the stadium. Yeah. And then you go right out to the tarmac and go. And so instead, and I don't have to wait until whatever flight also, Southwest has, right? So there, there are certainly benefits, but I'm not saying, like, this isn't like the pro golfer who's flying with two of his buddies like on the private jet. jet no, right? it's not like, a private that's jet. Not that. But the other great part about the charter, and I didn't realize this until we were flying that season, was they don't file like a normal flight plan. They just go higher up than everybody and do a straight line. So if me or you try and book a flight to, like, Denver uh, yeah. the regular way, it's yeah. like a six-hour flight, seven or six-and-a-half-hour flight direct. If you're flying on the charter, it's like a four-hour four flight. Hour, yeah. It's great. It is. Um, I don't know all that part of it, but it, it certainly is, is better. So but what was I even getting at with all this? 
how great these flights are. You gotta deny this stuff. I'm getting called a thief in the chat. I don't even know where I was going. I don't even know where I was going. Matt this. Masters is saying I stole from the team. Hey, buddy, they're giving it to all of us. They're giving out the food for Listen, you no, walk yeah. up. Look, you walk I up say on the tarmac. I gained seven pounds on the flights only. Just walking up on the tarmac, they're handing you Popeyes, right? Then you get on the plane. You're getting some m and ice cream. You get ice cream. You get yeah. sandwiches. You get a steak. You get potatoes. How do you like being on this diet I'm on right now going on these planes? Right? I can't There's eat no way. It's There's amazing. no way I wouldn't be able to do it. Are we appreciating Aaron Judge enough? I don't think it's possible. I mean, listen, I, I feel guilty saying no when Casey was like, oh, Tani is the best player ever. And we're like, oh, stop it. <laughs> you know, like <laughs> what he's doing is amazing, too. But Aaron Judge now, holy smokes. That's it's amazing. Raking him. Triple crown right now. That's insane. 60 home runs right now. He's got 15 games to do it. What? I mean, this is... You still want Otani to win the MVP, Casey? Yeah. Even if he wins triple crown? Yeah, he doesn't pitch. Somebody just texted me. Buddy Ladson texted me. He said, is this the best season from a statistical standpoint in the history of baseball outside of Bonds? And, like, what would that have been? Like, 03 or 04? Somewhere around there, yeah. That he put up these just insane Ridiculous numbers, numbers, yeah. And, obviously, his head was a watermelon. (laughs) But, Judge... I mean, Judge is, uh, he's doing these crazy things. I mean, this is nuts, like, what he's doing. If you really look at his his numbers, first, 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 like, across the entire league. I mean, it is silly the, how he's been able to maintain. I don't know the longest he's gone without a home run, but it feels like it hasn't been that long. Usually guys go, like, go these gaps, so 50, they'll go on this tier, and then it'll be 15 games without a home run. Yeah. I remember a six-game stretch where he didn't have a home run. But I don't remember. There's got to be like a 12-game stretch, and I'm just not remembering it. But, I mean, he's been very consistent is my point, regardless of of what I just said. He has definitely had a consistency to his season, which I think through the course of a six-month season is incredibly difficult to do. Well, this is why baseball is such a hard sport, right? It's 162 games. It's nearly impossible to be consistent throughout. It's like ups and downs, streaks. It's all about momentum. You look at a guy like Aaron Judge, though, and the reason you see those gaps in the power hitters normally is because these guys are swinging for the fences. Yeah. Aaron Judge is the best hitter in baseball right now. He's just swinging. doesn't matter where he's swinging. When he connects, it goes. It's amazing. I mean, because they're also pitching him harder than most everybody else. Cause why are they the not best. pitching around him? Well, I mean, I don't know that. Like, I'm a, I'm a get why they don't. Well, last night, he hits a home run in the ninth inning. They're up by four at the time. Yeah. So it's like, okay, well. If he hits a solo home run, who cares? Well, what happened was Stanton ended up hitting a grand slam to win it. And right. It was a crazy night in the Bronx. But I think it's pretty cool, man. He's tied with the babe. He's a he's a good dude. And uh, I do have a couple more thoughts. Maybe we hit a little bit later. Are people rooting for him now to pass babe and Maris? And- How could you not? He's such a likable guy. Jimbo said today, and he's not wrong. Like when Maris passed the babe, it was not well received. Remember? Oh, I think enough time has passed. Well, this, I know, I know. He's, I know. he's like this generation's player. I think back then there were still fans of Babe when Maris was. Yeah, doing that part's this. totally different. But also, Judge might not be there next year. Yeah. So the fans, like, do you connect to him and then lose him? Yeah. I mean, do you love him that much in New York that it's okay if he does all this stuff and then leaves? And they don't really pay that team, you know. <laughs> They don't pay. <laughs> they pay a lot of guys. Uh, just ask uh, Garrett Cole. He got paid. He's the guy. And a little bit later on, uh, I'll come back to the judge thing because I wanted to know, did the kid get enough stuff back? Or should he have done more? For the uh, ball. Yeah. yeah. Uh, we'll do that a little bit later. we got Clay Harbor coming up. We're talking football on Britain Friends on ESPN 690 when we come back.